blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. Today we've got our 2023 tournament going still, and in this round of 16 match, it'll sure be one to thrill. Let's meet our contestants. In one corner is a man. Who doesn't have a clue? He's so wild, he belongs in a zoo. And I heard he might be the next guest host of The View. It's all new, Drew Buxbaum. Hey, Drew. God, I wish I was making View money. <laughs> it's just a terrible show. And I could that's why I could see you on there. You're a terrible person. I'm and a terrible host. So, you know, there's, there's that. Love you. What do you host? Drew, tell us a bit about you. Um, I host uh, another trivia podcast because there's not enough of those that go around called Nerd Off. Yes, you can hear John's voice currently until you find a better intro. Um, but <laughs> you hear that one all the time. But yeah, no, no we like love people that one. doing the work for me for free. So it's <laughs> good stuff. All right. Well, his opponent today is a woman who's got dark secrets in her story. Her favorite guilty pleasure is the talk show Maury. And she beats people so bad in trivia, it leaves them bloody and gory. It's Sarah Calori. Hey, Sarah. Welcome back to the show. Hi. The polygraph says, I don't know what I'm doing here. I feel like I'm cannon fodder. Let's hope this goes well. <laughs> Not at all. You made it into the round of 16. Both of y'all did. That means you got past like at least two or three other people to do so. You're both fantastic trivia people. So I know it's going to be a great, great episode. All right, everybody, uh, let's learn our rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Now that we know the rules of our little show, I want to get to know Sarah and Drew just a little bit better. And I'm going to put a kibosh on Jeopardy. No Jeopardy. Besides that, what is your favorite TV game show? We're all trivia people, so I think Jeopardy has to be taken out of the equation. Favorite TV game show? All right, I'll, I'll just jump in. Um I'm going to actually have to go Price is Right. Just classic, perfect uh, staying home sick from school TV show. Uh, So therefore, the childhood nostalgia is there. I mean, I'm a big game show guy to begin with. But I mean, that and Jeopardy are the two that really, you know, started my love of game shows. So, okay, Sarah. 
Uh, God, if we're going to go sentimental, I clearly got to say Wheel of Fortune. Partially because, again, like, it was what I watched with my grandma Mm -hmm. when I would watch, like, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune staying over at our house. Also, I won a ton of money on it. So (laughs) it paid for a tiki bar and sent me to Antigua. So I I can't complain. That's really cool. Uh, Both fantastic game shows. Um, I appreciate both of them. I like them quite a bit. But... If I had to be honest with myself, there is one that I like more than the other, and it's The Price is Right. Always spay and neuter your pets. I gotta go oh, with that... what uh, with my boy Bob Barker. Yeah, and Adam can't spell, so... Yeah, nah, not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. Terrible at Wordle. <laughs> so, alright, Drew, that means you're gonna start off the show. What episode, or what uh, category do you want to start start with? Not episode. You know oh, boy, um... Let's start with food. All right, we'll start with food. And we're starting off in the 50s. Ooh, okay. Introduced in 1954, what cereal's original three flavors were orangey orange, lemony yellow, and raspberry red? In 1991, the original shape of the cereal pieces were changed to puffed fruit-shaped pieces. Tricks? Tricks is correct yep they were just balls and then they went to the uh, fruit shapes and i don't know if this is controversial i prefer the fruit shapes did, did they go back like i haven't i remember they the fruit did. shapes and i just haven't had tricks in years but i feel like i remember balls again they they have gone back i, I think they've gone back and forth honestly okay. a couple times by now but yeah all right sarah what category do you want let's go with toys and games okay and your decade is the 70s The toy industry's first successful line of television-inspired merchandise came from what 70s show? In particular, it was the 13-inch doll dressed in a red tracksuit. Released in 1975, the original make of the toy had cool features like a telescopic bionic, uh, like a telescopic bionic eye and a right arm that could lift two pounds. Six million dollar man? The six million dollar man is correct. Okay, I was like, "Is it? Did I get the number right? Is it?" I was like, "Am I going to be off by the number?" Nope, you nailed it. All right, Drew, back to you. Don't we need that adjusted for inflation? Yeah, we exactly. have to do that math. Very curious what that would be. Um, let's do sports. Okay, and your decade is the sixties. Oh well. Crap. Keeping it old. All right. We have a question from Will Dennison. Thank you, Will. In 1960 and 61, prior to relocating to Kansas City and renaming themselves to the Chiefs, what what team was one of two pro football teams in the same city, both of which were formed in 1960? The other is still in existence. As a bit of an homage, an NFL expansion franchise in 2002 was branded with the original nickname of this team, uh, though in a different city. Did you get all that? It was a wordy, but it's a good question. Yeah, no, Will is great at very long, very detailed questions that are amazing questions, just hard to get. Um, Where are the Chiefs originally from? And I'm sorry. Are we looking? For, are we looking for just the city they're originally from? Uh, the I got the city and the team. Yeah, okay. both the city and the name. Well then, 
I, I got nothing. Pass. <laughs> Passing over to Sarah. What do you have? Nothing. Can you read that again? There's a lot of words there. Yeah, I'm glad Drew asked what you were asking for because I was like, I, I don't even know what to answer. <laughs> like, what? Darn you, Will Dennison, and your wordy, confusing legal jargon. In 1960 and 61, prior to relocating to Kansas City and rename, renaming themselves to the Chiefs, what team was one of two pro football teams in the same city, both of which were formed in 1960? The other is still in existence. As a bit of an homage, an NFL expansion franchise in 2002 was branded with the original nickname uh, of this team, though in a different city. Yeah, this question supposes a lot of deep knowledge about the history of football teams. Um, that's, this is a great question. Um, expansion team. <laughs> As if I can name that team that started in 2002. Uh, okay. I'm gonna make up a city. I'm because I'm like, what's a city big enough? You don't want to. You don't want to use a real city. You don't want to make up. I will use. I mean, I'll use a real city. (laughs) Okay. What's an expansion team that started? You know what? I'm gonna name a team that maybe is newish and a city that's old enough and on maybe the east coast would have the large population. And let's say it was a. The Philadelphia Cardinals. I don't know. Is that a football team? Like the Cardinals is my getting the sport right at least. <laughs> there oh. is a football team called the Cardinals. That's my answer. I have named something that's the shared name of a football team and a real city that exists. Yes. I don't. But it is incorrect. So <laughs> okay, no. I tried. You did try. You absolutely <laughs> tried. Uh, and it is. So the team that is still in existence is the Cowboys. So this team was originally from Dallas. And the expansion mm. team in 2002 was the Houston Texans. Texans. So it's the Dallas Texans Texans. is what we were looking for. Okay. Uh, I should have been able to get there. Damn it. All right. No points awarded. Sarah, we're over to you. Um, I'll take literature. Literature. Yeah, it's literature. the tournament. You coming gotta say you. it the right way in the tournament. Literature coming at you. Your decade is the 90s. What author was the best-selling author in the United States in the 90s with over 60 million copies sold of novels, mostly in the legal thriller genre? Is legal thriller um, John Grisham? John Grisham is correct. All right. A little simpler than the Dallas, Texas wording, but... I, I appreciate good that. Good questions all the same. All right. I wish I had picked that. I wish I had picked that. I would have. I would have gotten it just off a best-selling author of the '90s. Sure. Um, Let us go. Let's go news and politics. Okay. And your ticket is the '70s. Right. Prisoners at what New York State penitentiary seized control of the facility for four days on September 13th, 1971? 500 state troopers stormed the prison, leaving 39 dead, including 10 hostages. It was the deadliest prison riot in history. I mean, I hear New York in prison. I'm thinking Rikers Island. Rikers is incorrect. Sarah, can you steal? Maybe. Um... Uh, I'm in between two of them because one of them I'm like, is it a real prison or is it something from pop culture? And one of them I know is a New York prison. Um, oh my god, one of them it's like my brain doesn't know if it's a real place or a fake prison. 
I'm going to go with the one that I know is at least a real prison, even if it's wrong. Um, is it Sing Sing or the Austin prison? Sing Sing is incorrect. Is it? Is it Attica? Is that one real? It's Attica. Damn it. Attica. I, I feel like it's been ingrained in pop culture so that I was questioning whether it was a real place or not. Yep. It is uh, I, I was, Attica. Drew, I was hoping you were going to get Sing Say Sing Sing and get it wrong. And then I was going to say that was my strategy. But I'm, you know. <laughs> Your strategy is for the other person to stink. Not not a good. Not you a terrible what? strategy. I, I don't know how I'm in this tournament. That's my strategy. That is the only way I think I'm going to advance is with a hefty dose of stealing questions. Right. All right, Drew. Can you uh, fulfill that prophecy and stink on this next one? What category do you want to stink in? I believe it is Sarah's turn. Not my oh, Sarah's category. Turn. Oh, my bad. Sorry, Sarah. How about you? Not I'm going to go with fashion. And your decade is the '90s. What popular 90s hair clasp accessory came in many colors, resembled, and were named for an insect in the order Lepidoptera? Yeah, as a someone who had formative middle school years in the 90s, I feel like I even have a middle school yearbook picture with butterfly clips. Butterfly cl- clips is correct. Yeah. Hell, I probably have a picture with butterfly <laughs> clips. Yeah. They were everywhere. All right, Drew, we are back to you, and we've got movies, music, TV, and slang. Um, Let's go, movies. Your decade is the 50s. Oh, boy. Okay. We have a question by Chris Hasse. Thank you, Chris. Former American President Ronald Reagan famously starred in what 1951 comedy that showcased a chimpanzee being taught human morality as an experiment? I should know this. I really should know this. I don't have an answer, so I'm going to say Donald Trump's elementary school years. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump's elementary school years is incorrect. Sarah, can you steal? Is it bedtime for Bonzo? Bedtime for Bonzo is correct. His is better. His answer was nicer. <laughs> a, yeah, more entertaining one, but yours is right. And so, you, hey, he is screwing up. And so you are getting... Uh, now I feel re- bad. Now I feel bad for saying that, okay? <laughs> All right, Sarah. Uh, it's cool. I, I would like a 90s question. <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I guess, music. All right. Might have been a bad choice. I don't know. And we have our first 80s question. Okay. What series of compilation albums began in 1983 in Ireland and the UK? The series has spread to numerous countries and features current hits. In, to- in total, the series has sold hundreds of millions of albums. Uh, the only thing I can name, like, that's, is it like Now That's What I Call Music compilations? Now That's What I Call Music is correct. I had no idea. Yep. A little bit older than everyone thought. I that's yeah. I thought they started in like the nineties because that's what mm-hmm. I remember the commercials. But interesting. So I learned something. It's always a good question. Go. All right, Drew. Do you want TV or do you want slang? I'll take slang. Okay. All right, Drew. You got your wish. It's the nineties. First heard in the late nineties. What portmanteau and fictional sports beverage would be ingested when you have particular disgust? For something or someone? Um, well, I'm I'm drinking my haterade about these 
dice rolls tonight. <laughs> Haterade is correct. And that leaves TV for Sarah. And your decade is the 60s. And we've got a question by Will Boylan. Thank you, Will. Inspired by an advertising campaign for the hair product Brill Cream in the 1950s, which proclaimed a little dabble, do ya? Voice actor Alan Reed created a similar and way more popular exclamation when he became the voice of this character in the fall of 1960. Other Will. Will Dennison, he's he's confusing. Will Boylan, oh. perfect. I, we love both Wills. It's all the Wills that I all hear over and over again on these. Yep. Thanks, Other Will. <laughs> all right. That is the end of round one. John, where do we stand? All right. Well, Sarah's got a little bit of a lead, but anything can happen in round two. She has 60 and Drew has 20. Yes. A little bit of coming back, but we have got all of round two in the final round to make that comeback possible. Since Drew started off round one, that means, Sarah, you get a pick for Drew to start off round two. I am doing this purely as a defensive move because I don't want to lose points on getting it wrong in the first place. I'm giving him sports. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. In the 80s, what player won six straight Wimbledon championships, which is more consecutive wins at Wimbledon than anyone else? 80s tennis. Jeez. Borg. Sorry, could you say that one more time? Bjorn Borg. Bjorn Borg is incorrect. Sarah, can you steal? Trying to think. I feel like most of the names I know are from like the early 90s on up. I'm going to name someone I know is an older tennis player. I don't know if he was actually good or just has a reputation, but let's go with McEnroe. John McEnroe is incorrect yeah, as well. That's what I figured. Yeah, I mean, both fantastic players between the two of them. Uh, but this female player, because I did not mention a gender, dominated during the 80s. Martina Navratilova. Oh. Dominated. Okay. Uh, yep. All right. Uh, I thought she was a little later. That's why I was questioning. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Drew, what do you want to give to Sarah? Let's give her. Let's give her music. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. In 1971, who released their eighth studio album entitled Coat of Many Colors? The artist has uh, cited the title track on numerous occasions as her personal favorite of all the songs she has written. And an actual coat of many colors is on display. In the, in the museum portion of her Tennessee home. Oh, okay. I was going to guess based on, like, women era a lot of albums. I'm hoping Tennessee points to Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is correct. And Drew's face gets ever angrier. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I didn't expect uh, this. No. Good. You're doing good. There's still time. Sarah, what do you want to give to Drew? Um, Squid Slang. Okay. And we finally have a 2000s question. Oh, damn okay. it. It's hoping for the 50s. What portmanteau 
came about in the early 2000s, though it never really caught on. It's used to describe someone who's a dork, dweeb, techie, weirdo, or goofball. Oh boy. It never really caught on, you say. I I don't even have a remote thought as to this. Uh, pause. He's going to pause again. Sarah, what would you like? Or what do you think it is? The only thing I could think of that remotely fits it is adorkable. Adorkable is incorrect. So I'd never heard of this, and that's why I added, <laughs> though it never really yeah. caught on, that wasn't a, a like a hint for anything else. It just... I, they never really caught on, but I saw it around uh, online when I was searching 2000 slang. It is a portmanteau of the word nerd and geek, and it was neek. You're such a neek. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that was a thing. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Quit trying to make neek happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. Uh, Drew, you get a pick for Sarah. Uh, let's give her TV. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. And we have a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. Michael McKeon and David Lander played what characters who were the upstairs neighbors neighbors of Laverne and Shirley? Lenny and Squiggy. Lenny and Squiggy is correct. And their full names Leonard Kosnowski and Andrew Squigman. Lenny yeah, if you Squiggy. asked me that part, I would have not have gotten it. <laughs> Fair. All right. Uh, what do you want to give to Drew? Um, fashion. Fashion. Butterfly clips. <laughs> they're timeless. They're every decade because they're timeless. Well, your decade is the 2000s. Oh, wow. Okay. Bruno Mars might catch what manufacturer of snowboard gloves and mittens? Found uh, founded by professional snowboard snowboarders Matt and Danny Cass in 2001, the company sees it, uh, specializes in a product line aimed at snowboarders and motocross riders. I mean, just based on the Bruno Mars catching it clue, I'm going to say grenade. I will accept grenade. Grenade gloves is what they're called. But yes, I will take grenade or grenade gloves. So. Good because I desperately need the point. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> All right. All right. What do you want to give to Sarah? Uh, you can give her movies, news and politics, oh. toys and games, literature, or food. Let's give her literature. Yeah, it's going to come at you again, Sarah. And it's the 80s. Since 1986, what American magazine columnist who has the highest recorded IQ in the Guinness Book of World, World Records, has written a Parade Magazine Sunday column wherein she solves puzzles and answers questions on various subjects. I'm very annoyed at myself. It's in my brain because I just told my students about this the other day. Well, that's cheating. <laughs> oh, this is really going to annoy me more than anyone because this one I like, I know it's in there. Okay, I'm taking this. I really like ha told, talked about this the other week. Um, the last name, like, I don't know why my brain is like, it's like bricking. Um, it's like Von Savant. 
Can you say that one more time for me? Like von savant or something like that. I got I, I got. I need a ruling from my brother. Real Is it a savant or something like that? What doth the bearded one say? Typing my response. I'm trying to adhere to the the, the seriousness of this tournament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tournament with real. Women. I'm not taking it that seriously. You, you know. You let two Jersey folk in. Yeah. Yeah, but you say Taylor Ham. All right. We are ruling no. Uh, We're ruling no. All right, Drew, can you steal? All right, so let's see. Von Savant was close enough to need a ruling. Um, Look this up. Von Stuvant. <laughs> you change the wrong thing. Change the wrong part. You, yes, uh, because because like you know, yeah, Jeopardy definitely would have turned it down, and oh. we're just as intense as Jeopardy. It's not Von Savant; it's Vos Savant. Oh, Marilyn Vos Savant. But you yes. were very oh. close. No, I was like, it's in there uh, because one of the things she's famous for is explaining the Monty Hall problem, and I'm in the semester where I'm teaching statistical and thermal physics and i just had my students do that in class oh it's like it's yeah so close i could visualize it if you would have originally just said just savant i probably i would have taken that but but uh all right so no points didn't awarded get it either so you no know, nobody got it um and she uh, according to the guinness book of world records has an iq of 228 but like all these male mathematicians came out of the woodwork because they didn't believe her and stuff and it's like yeah yeah and then it's like yeah so no she's boss. She's a legit genius. All right. Uh, all right, Sarah, what do you want to give to Drew? Uh, what? <laughs> uh, let's go with um, news and politics. All right. Drew, you get the 80s. Authorities arrested what former Beatle on January 16th, 1980 in Tokyo, Japan, after they found half a pound of marijuana on him. The arrest and his subsequent release forced him to cancel the remainder of his tour. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney is correct. All right. And what do you want to give to Sarah? We have movies, toys and games, and food. I would like to give her none of these, but I'll give her movies. And your decade is the 80s. We have a question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you, Vernon. In what 1985 martial arts movie starring Olympic gymnast Kurt Thomas as Jonathan Cabot, or Cabot, I'm not sure, uh, who is recruited by the Special Intelligence Agency to enter the game, where he must use his gymnastic skills to win. Oh, this would be Jim Cotta. <laughs> this is In- Jim Cotta. And it's, great. it's a great flick. It's great, the great flick. flick's not the word. <laughs> <laughs> It is a mo- it is a movie. <laughs> it is a it is a flick. It is a flick. All right, well done with that one. Uh, what do you want to give to Drew? Toys and games. All right, a little toys and games coming to Drew. And Dick, it is the nineties. Wow. All right, we've kept a lot of more recent stuff on this second half. All right, what toy launched by Hasbro in nineteen ninety two? was like a horror-style version of Mr. Potato Head. It it consisted of a skull-like head with which you would attach accessories such as bugs, fangs, noses, blisters, and other gross things. 
this sounds like it would have been right up my alley back then too. Um, Deadhead. Deadhead is incorrect. That's a good one. I think it's better than the regular name, but <laughs> Sarah, can you steal? Uh, I don't know. My my clever name, also going up the alley of like music things. I was going to go with Monster Mash. Monster Mash is close but incorrect. <laughs> it is Monster Face. Monster Face. That's, That's not sweet. catchy at all. It's not catchy. <laughs> Both name. of those were better. Both of those were better. So, yeah. All right. No points awarded. And uh, left, we've got food for Sarah. And Drew is really hoping she misses it. I need her to miss this to not get locked out. What is going on? All right. Well, let's see what she knows about food from the 70s. Okay. And we've got a question from Vernon Heggie again. Thank you, Vernon. In the 70s, what anthropomorphic mascot had a daughter named Antoinette? Is this Tony the Tiger? Tony the Tiger is correct. Whew, man. I even cut out words to make that one harder. I, was, I cut out what all-time great breakfast cereal uh, anthropomorphic host. I just got uh, mascot. You got it. Wow. I was going to oh, keep yeah, this it This is the but... tournament. Get rid of those clues. That was a great <laughs> question. Like, cause it's funny because that's how the Tony Awards got their name. They're named after an actress named Antoinette. Yeah. That's a nice. good question. Wow. Thanks, Vernon. Thank you, Vernon. Great job. And that is the end of round two. John, where do we stand? Well, we got a little bit of a lockout situation here, Adam. <laughs> what the hell has gone on? I was finally sorry. I feel like apologizing. I didn't expect it. <laughs> Sarah's got 100 and Drew has 40. Yep. But Sarah's a wild card. You never know what she's gonna do. We were talking about the two hundred, the the two hundo club. You know, the two hundred yeah, club. Maybe it's yeah, yeah. You want to go for the two hundo club? I, sure, sure. No. <laughs> you only live. You only no. make it to the tournament one. Yeah, exactly. That's not true. Not true. Unless you win it and then you make it into the next one. I was yeah. a semifinalist last year, and you're taking me out in the first round. So, <laughs> y'all are both very talented. Very awesome. The best trivia players ever. Uh, but we do need to know what uh, categories are going to go in. Sarah, as you're in the lead, which category do you want in our final round? It would be fun. I enjoy literature. Okay. Decade is the 2000s. Oh, wow. Keeping it late. All right. And for Drew, what category do you want to add to it? Food. <laughs> Food. <laughs> And that is the 60s. Okay. All right. Now, the ever-important question. We need you both to write down your wagers based on 60s food and 2000s literature. I'd, I'd like to bet 61 points, please. No, no, that's not how our game goes. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Sarah, you good to go? Yeah. Okay. All right. We are going to start off with our 60s food question. What fast food restaurant was founded in 1964 in Barstow, California? The chain currently has 597 locations and specializes in American-style Mexican cuisine, as well as American food, such as burgers, fries, and shakes. And 
Your 2000s literature question is by Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. What alliterative children's book series by Rachel Renee Russell was first published in the year 2009? It follows 14-year-old Nikki's life through sketches, doodles, and entries as she starts a new school, meets her arch nemesis, and encounters endless dramas and adventures with her BFFs Chloe and Zoe. And while our contestants are thinking about their answers, I'm going to let you guys know that you should be checking out all the awesome different nostalgic podcasts on the BFOP network. Particularly, you know what, today let's call out Action Action. Those guys are going through basically every single action movie they can think of, and they're breaking them down, and they are kind of deciding, hey, does this fit into an action uh, style, actual type of movie. And so they have a great time. A lot of fun dudes. Highly recommend them. It's the Action Action Podcast. Give them a shot. All right. Do either of you need one of the questions reread? Can you read the literature one again? Yeah. What alliterative children's book series by Rachel Renee Russell was first published in 2009? It follows 14-year-old Nikki's life through sketches, doodles, and entries as she starts a new school, meets her arch nemesis, and encounters endless dramas and adventures with her new BFFs, Chloe and Zoe. Well, I'm as I'm as in as I'm ever going to be. As good as I'm getting. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to start off with Drew, who is <laughs> giving me the single finger salute right now. <laughs> What were your answers to our 60s food question and our 2000s literature question? Um, for our 60s food, I went Del Taco because I've heard of that and, you know, it kind of fits Tex-Mex. All right, cool. Uh, for the literature, I had absolutely nothing. Uh, you gave us the name Nikki, so I was hoping it's uh, Nifty Nikki. Oh. All right. All right. Nice. Sarah, what were your answers? Um, for the food one, it's funny. Barstow question. That's actually like the region of California I moved to. And it's famous for it. Like all the fast food was started here. I don't know. It's not McDonald's because that was San Bernardino. It's not Downey because that's ta uh, Taco Bell. I was hoping the combination of like American food plus kind of Americanized Mexican might be Jack in the Box. Um, and then for literature, I had no clue. But my semi-literative title was The New Girl Notebook. All right. So the 60s food question started in Barstow was Del Taco. Del Taco. Oh, I I believe Jack in the Box was San Diego. So that's Southern California area. Tons of it. And the alliterative um, uh, children's book series is good job with the notebook. You kind of had like a nice idea to that, but it, instead it was. It was the journal, the like doodles, like yeah. It was yes, it was Dork Diaries, the Dork Diaries. Oh my so. god, I put that and then erased it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I that thought that insane. was by the guy who did Captain Underpants. That's why. Oh, very nice. All right, so neither contestant getting uh, everything correct, so everybody's going to go down whatever they wagered. Drew, let's start with you. How much did you go down? Um. Uh, well. You know, I wanted to wager 61 points. You wouldn't let me. Uh, so I wagered the 40 I had because why the heck not? Because I got <laughs> nothing to lose at this point. Maybe at least get it closer. But nope, I'm going to be finishing with zero points today. Wow. <laughs> well, Sarah might have really wanted that two hundo club. 
what did you wager, Sarah? Yeah, I'll wait till I'm in the finals to do that one. Uh, I bet zero because I'm not dumb. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I, I feel like I lucked out today, and I was not risking it. All right, John, math us up and tell us who won. With a final score of 100 to zero, Sarah is moving on in the tournament. Woo! Well done. Well done. You guys are both fantastic trivia players. Uh, Great job. Adam, who might she go on to uh, play? Sarah will be going on to play the winner of the Jeremy Goodson-Greg Johnson game. So, very excited to see how that will turn out. All right, Sarah, we're going to hear from you later, so you don't get to say anything else on this podcast. But Drew, you're a talker, so talk our ears off, my man. Please have your pets spayed or neutered. <laughs> um, no, I mean, listen, congratulations. Uh, this is this is the biggest whooping I've had in a while. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, a little sad I will not get to continue on in the tournament just because, you know, I love uh, – I love your guys' show and format, uh, and I like uh, I like coming around and making fun of Adam with John. So you know, you can a, you a, can come. You could just like at, like be a third Stop host. <laughs> no, I, I I have enough trouble hosting my own podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sarah, I'm gonna poach you and put you on there at some point. <laughs> I, I I love. I love talking and answering questions, and I don't always do this good, but I'll be happy to come answer questions in whatever format you so desire. Yeah, no, congratulations. I, I, I'm going to go with my uh, my sports logic here. Uh, I have a different philosophy than a lot of people. I like the team that beats my team to go on and win it all so that I can at least argue I'm second best. Uh, so, uh, Sarah, congratulations. I hope you go on to win the championship. I appreciate that. Thank you. There's only two exceptions to that rule. It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Just hate them no matter what. Yeah, I understand. All right. All right, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope you keep going in our tournament and enjoy the next one. So for Drew, Sarah, and John, I'm Adam. This is another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.